Today on Unleashcast, it's another Chad and Cheese crossover. The boys talked to Shakti Johar, at the time CEO of Mechanism Wellness. He'd just come off more than 20 years of working for PepsiCo, and he was also just about to take a position at McDonald's as the head of HR transformation. They caught him just before he was taking on that role, but during Unleash America 2022, where he was one of the speakers. So Chad and Cheese talk about liquid transformation and the liquid organization. What does that mean? You'll have to listen in to find out. Here's Chad and Cheese talking to Shakti Johar. Good morning, everybody. It's the morning after edition of <laughs> Unleash Interviews with oh, the Chad and Cheese podcast. Someone get me a coffee. We've got a guest to welcome, Shakti Johar. He is the CEO of, or co-founder and CEO of Mechanism Wellness. Shakti, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Let me correct you. My wife just fired me yesterday, so she is the CEO. <laughs> I am just a co-founder now. <laughs> You've, you've been demoted. I've been demoted, announced fired. Announced on the show. Been announced demoted. on the show. We've got, yeah, we've got things to talk so about. So you, you, you are married. I uh, am married. Let our listeners know a little bit more about your personal life with a Twitter bio. Well, I am married, um, and my wife, Mona Johar, who's now the CEO of Mechanism Wellness, uh-huh. is a functional medicine practitioner and um, has been practicing functional medicine for a very long time. I have two daughters. One of them just graduated this week uh, from BU, from Masters. Wow. And That's the younger one is working with UiPath. Wow. So, I, proud proud Papa. Papa. Yeah. Look at that smile. Holy shit. I am smile. That is awesome. Okay, so give us a little background about you on the on the work side. I've, I've seen this little company called Pepsi. You worked with them for a while, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a small company um, <laughs> out in Purchase, New York. Um, I worked with PepsiCo for almost 23 years. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked in business process re-engineering to IT to finance and planning and then managing global insurance and healthcare for PepsiCo before taking over uh, the lead on digital transformation for HR. Digital transformation for HR. But but I've I, I've heard a rumor and you've got you've got to help me out here. I've heard another small company might be pulling you into their grasp. How did you get hold of that These rumor? These are the things, Shakti, the Chad and Cheese, we know everything. We've got eyes and oh ears boy. everywhere. Scoop alert. <laughs> Scoop, Scoop alert. alert. So you've got a new gig that you're actually, this is why probably your wife kicked you to the curb, because you got a, you got, you got a new job coming up. What, what are you going to be doing? Well, um, since you're asking, since the rumor is out there, um, I am going to be joining McDonald's as the head of their digital transformation for HR. McDonald's. McDonald's. Wow. And he that he's never heard of it. <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, Joel, they, they've got a picture of Joel in every franchise around where he lives. It's another small company in I Chicago. I can't wait for that facial recognition when I pull up in the drive-thru and they know exactly what I want because I always get the same. By the way, is it true at PepsiCo after 20 years you get Cheetos for life? Is that true? Is that a rumor? I think I can. I know enough people in PepsiCo that yes. I can get Cheetos for yes. life. Yes, I need to get on your Christmas card list, Shakti. Cheetos for life. Cheetos, Cheetos for, life. for life. So transformation is pretty broad, right? It we is. talk about it HR, is. not to mention, you know, HR really doesn't do much well, let alone transformation. So a fashion-forward company like Pepsi. Pepsi is really, I think, bleeding edge automation, transformation, yeah. 
talk to talk to me about how or what you did at, at Pepsi from a transformational standpoint. Look, Pepsi uh, for the longest time was a company that operated uh, independent businesses in different regions and countries. Uh -huh. And when Indra Nui, our CEO, uh, former CEO now, uh, took over PepsiCo, she wanted to create a matrix organization because our clients were getting global. There was a lot of need to be standardized and more effective, more agile, and more flexible. And as a result, she started the agenda of digital transformation at PepsiCo, and we started with HR with Cynthia Trudell, who was a member of the board, stepped down to take over the head of HR and run the digital transformation. So that's where I, brought, I was brought in by Cynthia to run digital transformation for HR. The idea was to create a horizontal organization in HR that can work seamlessly with the business to help business move forward. Um, HR transformation to me is not really about HR, it's more about the business. So we talk a lot about McDonald's. Let's move on to your to your new employer <laughs> real quick. You haven't even started yet, but we're going to dig right into it. So they, uh, they've been an early adopter of uh, conversational AI. We've, give, we've given them a grief about uh, Alexa and, hey, Alexa, find me a job at McDonald's. But they also have great success with their chatbot, Olivia. So we know that they're on the cutting edge of some of that stuff. What are some other transformations that you're going to bring to the table when you step through the door at McDonald's? Uh, unfortunately, it's hard to answer that question. I haven't yet joined the company. I think there's always um, a lot to do in terms of transformation. Uh, I, I think McDonald's has done a tremendous job so far. Uh, but I think there's a lot to do because right. the transformation agenda keeps moving. All right, fair enough. So let's jump into sort of you and your ideas uh, in a macro sense. You are presenting here this morning. Yes. What are you going to be talking about? Because that could be a precursor to what direction you take McDonald's. So, you know, my conversation today, there are two topics. One uh -huh. is I'm just exploring with Nestle guys as to what they did. And the second one is I'm talking about a new wave of transformation called liquid transformation or liquid organization. Uh, there's a good friend of mine, uh, Arun Sharma, who's uh, Urbana Champagne guy. He's a professor at uh, Miami University. I've been working with him, um, not working with him, but speaking to him quite a bit about digital uh, transformation uh -huh. and liquid organization. Gotcha. Liquid organization is kind of uh, agility on steroids. Okay. Uh, if you if you can call it that agility, that that's a word that is used a lot in yes. business. Yes. Not, not not as much in HR. What does agility mean to you? It means speed, uh -huh. flexibility, scalability, acceleration, okay. and in terms of liquid organization, it also means ambidextrity. So that means you can work with your left and the right hand both. Okay. So okay. when I hear you say that, I think of Facebook's move fast and break shit which got them into a little bit of trouble in the last exactly. election. So talk a little bit about when liquid goes a little bit too over the edge and goes too far. Like what, what, are the, what are the, the rails that you have to put in transformation and not just run over everything? I think it's really important to think about liquid organization as you build it. It's about restructure, rescale, and rescale, right? Those are the three R's of liquid organization. Okay. And that really means that you have to change from a people's perspective, you have to change the team structures. You have to increase the learning in the organization. Yes. And the skill sets of the people and the learning of the people. Okay. And you have to change your model on who you hire to more 
agile, learning agile folks uh-huh. than the folks who are stuck in one function and cannot do anything else. Right. How do you screen for that? Well, there are ways of screening. In fact, I'm looking at a couple of companies who have done an outstanding job in coming up with a ways to sort of figure out whether the person coming in is learning agile or not. Yeah. Well, I, one of the things that I, that, that I think of when I think fluidity and being liquid is being able to manufacture your own talent because schools, universities, they don't know what new tech is coming out. The companies do because they're developing that tech, right? So why aren't companies being more fluid, being more liquid, and actually working with universities to create the talent of the future? Because most companies are just sitting around waiting for talent to pop out that is never going to exist. I think that's a million dollar question. I think there's a lot going on in many organizations, uh-huh. but then there's a ton of organizations that are not doing anything. They're just stuck in that position management team structure. Analysis paralysis a lot of times, exactly. right? There's, that happens a lot. I, I consult with a number of organizations uh, these days, uh-huh. and I, I see them stuck in what they're trying to do because they're stuck within the politics, they're stuck within... Uh, having the alignment with the business and they're stuck in setting the stretch objectives to be able to achieve what the business needs. I mean, doing transformation and putting a system in is not good enough. Yeah. It's not about that because you might as well not change and go through the pain. <laughs> the idea is can you help the business and can HR become a profit center? Well, well there. okay, so first off, I, I love that when, especially when we were talking about earlier, being able to focus on business, which is one of the things that HR does not do. We should be focusing on how we impact the bottom line. That's correct. And no organization exists without talent. Exactly. This this is exactly right because without that, you don't have an organization. Right. So if we have a lead engineer position that's open, we should know in HR, we should know in, in talent acquisition, we should know what that costs the business every day because that engineer or that product developer or what have you is not not developing new product, which can't be marketed, which can't be sold. Therefore, it's got to be a hit to the bottom line. Why don't we talk more about that? Because that should be the fluidity that the C-suite hears about. I think uh, you put it in a very simple manner, which uh-huh. is which is really amazing I'm a, because I'm, I'm a simple yeah I, I like to do that. simple I call the complexity of simplicity as one of the core themes of my work uh-huh. um, it's really important to make things simple because people don't understand as you talk about big words and complexities yeah so I think what you what you just said hits the nail on the head you have to know your talent you have to know their capabilities and you have to know the cost and you have to know the cost of not having that talent in place. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you have to know what your competitors have in terms of talent versus you and where your gaps are and where their gaps are. So you can take advantage of that and have um, an edge in the market. So all of that boils down to talent. And liquidity to me is being able to go into the platform and say, this person just left. I have 10 other people because I'm liquid that I've already prepared them to take this kind of a role because it's so important to me. So you have to have talent-ready organization where you can move people like liquid mm-hmm. through the organization. And that's what liquidity is all about. And, and a lot of that has to do with internal mobility, right? Internal mobility, learning, education, training, yes. and getting them ready. Upskilling. 
Yes. You know, think about Google. They will hire uh, folks who have no software engineering, computer science degrees, and yeah. they're doing software development. Yeah. Where, where do they get that skill? Because they were put into a team structure where they learned, yeah. and they're better engineers than most. And they're So you just made my point with regard to how do we manufacture talent? That's, right? that's, that, that, that's, 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 that's what framework. this is all about. Right, that's yeah. the framework of liquid organization. But that just goes beyond because talent is one thing. The organization, the infrastructure, yeah. um, the delivery piece, and the geography, ge geographical sort of liquidity is also important. Yeah. So my guess is a lot of our listeners are picking up what you're dropping. But I think a lot of our listeners are struggling with the, the work from home remote question. So you have some organizations saying, get your ass back in the office 100%. You have the opposite end of that saying, We're, you're never coming back ever again. You have hybrid models. And my sense is that this liquid organization idea changes depending on whether you're fully at the office or fully at home. Talk about how people should think about liquid organizations based on their work from home or back in the office um, strategy. Uh, it changes on how you implement it. It doesn't necessarily change the concept of a liquid organization. I think what's really important is to think about work from home or hybrid. There's going to be somewhere in the middle. I, I'm not, I can't predict what that's going to look like. Yep. But I can tell you people who have flexibility, the companies who give you the flexibility to work from anywhere, as long as you're able to do your job, will win out the talent race today yeah because a lot of people have understood that they can have good work-life balance and they can deliver from anywhere the productivity during pandemic went up yeah. not down yeah so you can't tell me that working from home doesn't really work i think the question is what is the right roles and what kind of hybrid or work from home roles you can do and the organization has to figure that out but the organization have to be ready. And also, that opens up a huge talent pipeline across the globe. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, you couldn't find talent, and now you, I can go anywhere in the world and get the talent at the price I want. Yeah. It's a big, huge difference. Which was sort of my, le my next question. In a global world where you can hire anyone from anywhere and, and engage them and upscale them and, and bring them in positions, how should recruiters, employers, HR pros rethink about your ideas of liquid organizations. I mean, languages come into play, cultures come into play, time zones come into play. Are those, do those impact that or not? They do, they okay. do. And how, I, I, th how so? I think uh, every organization has uh, employees all over. There are some roles that can be done from anywhere. And there are some things you have to do it at local levels. So you have to have multiple layers of the organization and the recruiters have to think about those layers differently. And you have to have tools and processes in place to be able to attract the right talent for those roles. And that's going to be really critical. So there's, there's, there's a whole lot of work that needs to be done in this space. So I'll let you go on this. We're here at one of the, the first shows that we're all face-to-face, -face, unmasked, coughing on each other, hugging each other. Uh, what are some of the thoughts, whether it's vendors, whether it's presentations, what has stood out to you in the, in the past day? I think what stood out was all the smiles every day that I saw since I, I mean I came yesterday evening uh -huh. and everybody's like big smiles because this is really the first time people got out and got together and I see nobody wearing a mask at least not in the conference and I see people happy they're hugging each other they're like I haven't met so many people face to face in yeah. a long time um, 
I, I think uh, I am um, a little bit under the weather in the morning after all the drinking at the bar and meeting all these old friends. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I know. I don't know what you're talking about. I, you were never there, I know. Never there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's amazing to get people together back again and be able to go back. You don't have to work in the same place as long as you're able to make uh, you know, uh, create events where you can meet people and learn from each other. Excellent. Shakti, thanks so much for joining us. If people want to connect with you, find out more about what you're doing, where would you send them? I mean, there's LinkedIn. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn, of course, and people can reach me out on LinkedIn. Okay. And LinkedIn has my email as well, so, you <laughs> so know. LinkedIn you can- kids. And you can send those McDonald's food vouchers to 9708 <laughs> Brooklyn. Oh, that's it. As that's soon it. as I get those, I will send them your that's way. That's what I'm talking about. Chad, another one in the books. We out. We out. Thank you.